selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Celebrity Book Club. Oh, hey, Barbara. Back here again. Uh, it's 2 p.m., too early for you. Is that what you're going to tell me, Julie? I guess not for your regular order of, what is it, rosé wine. I'll be right back. Make it a double. You know, the first time I had Rosé was with Cagney Lacey. He pulled me beside in his trail and he said, I'm going to let you try a little something. I said, don't you take that tone with me. And he put me in the picture anyway. Yeah, Barbara, I've heard this uh, one too many times if you catch my drift. Cagney wasn't a big man, if you know what I mean, but he knew exactly Barbara, Barbara, darling, pull up your shirt. You're revealing yourself. What? The girls? You don't want to see the girls? Everybody wants to see the girls. This is what put me on the cover of a magazine. Hey, beautiful ladies. Sally May. Give me the regular. Triple seven seven rocks. Double rocks. Yeah, yeah. Get the lady a sherry on ice. So you like that? You like that? You want me to like it? I like it. Haven't I seen you before, cowgirl? Shaking those pretty things over at the uh, the theater on uh, Sunset in Wilshire. Yeah, I've done a show or two in my day. Oh no, I know it. Gregory Peck. You were in the big Peck film. So I guess there's a little more to you than meets the eye. A man who likes the pictures. You ever see me in The Postman always comes for the first evening and the last day of the month? I used to run electrical on the MGM lot. Now now I just oh. do, uh, you know, house chores and stuff like that. But it's a fine little movie star like you doing a bar like this. You were one of the boys looking up my skirt as I flounced my way down the lot to my trailer. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Here's your triple, triple seven. And here's your dry sherry, Barbara. Watch out for her. By the end of the night, you'll have no money left. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of gal. How about this, Charlie? You seem like a two-buck chuck if I have a new one. Five-buck chuck if you're playing your titties right. Five bucks? Well, that'll buy me a whole nother round of sherry tomorrow morning when I roll into the bar at nine, 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 nine a.m., why don't you come back to my studio apartment over on Bevanshire, and I'll show you the time of your life. I'll give you the full Peyton double. How about this, Miss Barbara Movie Star Peyton? 
I got a 1956 yellow Cadillac with the fins with the 46 power horse engine AM FM radio. How about we get things going fast? Honey, the only Just like this town goes. This town don't go so fast for me anymore. The only horse I care about is the one in that little stable you got right on there. It's Sister Sally Ann May's decrepit old bar because it's the only place in this godforsaken town that'll serve me my rosé. And don't you forget, Barbara, you got a pretty heavy tab here. Oh, don't I know it. Well, three buck Chuck, you want to slap a cold galleon down on the bar and let's hop to it? Let's gallop away. Sally Mae, I'll, I'll get you I'll get you tomorrow for some of Barbara's tab. You know I'm See how well good. she does tonight. You know I'm good for her. All right, folks. Stay safe. I never do. that knocking at the door. It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best, best friend. friend. Wait, how are you, Stephen? <laughs> how are you doing? It's so good to see you. How's your um boyfriend? Are we saying that now? <laughs> we're saying boyfriend. We've yeah. said it. We'll keep saying it. And we're going to keep saying it. Until you want to stick a knife in my goddamn eyes, sweetheart. <laughs> um, my boyfriend's great. Yeah. Um, Randomly, I haven't seen my wallet since Wednesday night. <laughs> Um, which is cool because my boyfriend totally has a wallet. So that's really, I mean, this is huge. Your boyfriend having a wallet. Yeah. He was paying for me and it was Oh, fun. okay. Little. Yeah. Sorry. I... Yeah. Okay. Sugar I... baby. I was in my, mark. I was in my sugar baby arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was totally sugar pilled. <laughs> All your way across this weekend. Yeah. We have a guest today. I mean, the grand dame. Of downtown New York. Yeah. One of the funniest people in the world. An old soul, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many, many lives are under that alabaster skin. Mm. A Los Angeles legend, yet also a New York legend. Uh, yeah. Alleged- Some may say she invented being by coastal. Oh. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, the mistress. The, uh, the, mistress. the mistress of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, Ruby McCollister. Hello. I've been just, I I've hardly could contain myself over here. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to chime in at every <laughs> fucking moment. So Ruby, you suggested this book to us. This book is called I uh, Am, am not, not Ashamed, ashamed by, by Barbara, Barbara Payton. Payton. Barbara Payton, who is a fabulous actress in, you know, the, in the 40s and 50s. And yes, the late 40s, early 50s. Took some wrong turns. She's, yeah, she and did. she was right at this precipice becoming like this huge star. She did one big movie and then she kind of started to falter a bit and succumb to drugs and alcohol and men and liquor and yes. jazz and Mexico. And the studio system and clams and fishing. And then she died at 39. Yes, she did. She did. She's the. So you I, I talked about you her. You talk about her in your one woman show, but and which so, is yes. upcoming at Joe's and, and Club, by the way. Exactly. Like, I, I think the kind of purpose of the book is like, you know, you would you would say she's a cautionary tale, right? She is the like the ultimate cautionary right, tale, right? And I think her her writing this book is her trying to push back on that and say, no, I'm not a cautionary tale. This is me. This is my life. I'm proud of it, and it is what it is, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But, you know, of course, you look at it and there's a lot of sadness there. Yeah, a it's a complicated and... book because I do talk about Barbara Payton in my one-woman show called Tragedy that will be at <laughs> Joe's Pub on August 19th. And there will also be further shows if you're listening to this past 19th. Just check in. Workshopping, workshopping, workshopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day we're working. Okay. Because I, when I was a child, I became obsessed with tragic actresses. And that's sort of what the show's about. You know, and my relationship with that. But Barbara Payton came up when I was like 18. And quite honestly, I was just obsessed with her story. And I've like never seen her act. 
<laughs> right. I'm going to be perfectly no, wait, honest. So you have, you have haven't watched any of the films. No. Last night, I was like, I was finishing you know, the book, but was like, I mean, starting and finishing yeah. the book. Yeah. But I was like, I need to fire up one of these films. And so- I know. I sort of felt that of way Of course, the, the, the toxic mask other side, on my bedroom wall as a teenager, I had yeah. an 8 by 11 of Jimmy Cagney. Yes, you did. Yes, and I did. Yes, and, you know, you did. and so Jimmy Cagney, he really gave Barbara Payton, you know, the, a the real, star the start of her career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, you know, known for being the gangster. Right, You know, right. all the shoot him up, bang him up. But he actually himself was, I think, like- Scarface. You know, a sensitive actor who yeah. was like into the labor movement. Of totally. course, then I read he ended up supporting Reagan, but of course, that's what it happens. We all he goes, become as you get older, you get yeah. conservative. We all become you know? conservative. Yeah, because um, yeah. we're all going to be like voting for <laughs> Kylie when we're eighty yeah, and just exactly. being like, yeah. But um, you know, I watch Public Enemy number one and probably watch one of those Cagney movies. But here's the thing: did I love it at the time, or did I want to love it? Right, you love the aesthetic, so, well, but yes. you didn't necessarily suits, think that the, the storytelling was that compelling. The sound is still a little like, yeah, it's sometimes <laughs> hard to understand. Yeah. And we <laughs> know that, and we love that, and we respect that. I do watch many old films. I'm not, you know, I'm not misrepresenting myself in that way. It just sometimes the when I they're so old. It, no, no, no. <laughs> She's not even that old. I mean, like she the. I just got so fascinated with her story when I was like in early college that I was just like obsessed with again the tragedy of it that I like didn't even need to see her fucking act. I just was like yes. obsessed with the pictures and and then I talk about she is truly one of. I mean, uh, Veronica Lake who. I have watched many of her films. She also had sort of a bizarre later life. Like she ended up bartending at the George, uh, the Martha Washington House for Women in Manhattan. And like, how did Veronica Lake, who was like way more famous than Barbara mm. Payton ever was, become like a taxi driver and a bartender? And I'm fascinated with that. But Barbara Payton is such an interesting one because you know, and as my father says, as my, my mother and my father said, both in the business of theater, <laughs> which doesn't help me much. But anyway, I'm going on and they're saying you never know. You know, someone could have a ride up in Vanity Fair one day and you don't know where they are in 10 years. Exactly. And that, exactly. It, it you is never sort know of, when you're going to go out and you have to. You never know when you're going to go out. And I was also, there was like this ringing in my family like I was I wanted to be a child actor so badly but my mother was constantly being like you it's the the odds of doing that are so fucked up for you because you never know when you're gonna peak and like Barbara Payton I'm not ashamed this just before we really deep dive on the quotes because this isn't I mean the quoting this the, book I is mean also, it's just like it's whoa the it's the perfect size it's in a beautiful cover basically her career was all of three years long Yes, it's it's very, really very brief. short. Yeah. And yet in her very brief time in this earth, so she died at 39, she had five marriages. Five marriages. She, so she How was... many times have you all been married, by the <laughs> exactly. way? Exactly. Oh, I think um, about this all the time. I know, you know, it, as, as, a, as a 35-year-old, you know, I'm I'm so wrought with regret. Why haven't I been divorced that three I don't, times? That I don't have any divorces under my belt. And I, you know, sure, I have plenty of relationships, but wh why didn't I just pull the trigger Me with too. someone? Well, I think and if I, it... and I, at 27, I could have said, you know what, fine, get married, I'll get divorced at 30. Right. How fab will that be? Yeah, exactly. But I was too afraid to go all the way, and Barbara was not afraid, and exactly. she and she pulled the trigger constantly. Yes, yeah, she. I did. mean, she was this. She so she, a very young age. So she's she's basically grew up in Texas, in yes. a little town called Odessa. Odessa, and, which apparently uh, is the best place to get vintage. Pierogies, oh. <laughs> boots, and furniture. <laughs> boots. Anyway, well, go wait, on. Well, wait anyway. a minute, and then wasn't her? Oh no, her dad ran this. Um, God damn, what was it? It was like a resort. It was like a vacation. Yeah, it was like a little camp site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With like little cabins yes. for like, you know, vacationing families. And again, to be a blonde, I feel like she's prototyped to be a little blonde girl from Texas with yeah, dreams big. I mean, with that's big it. tits that's and, a, and, a, and a pretty and Nicole face. Smith. Yes, there we go. Yeah. There we she's go. Right. Nicole. She's very Nicole. And she had this look to her, you know. She is she, actually very, very right. beautiful. Anna Nicole. She, she's very, and she had a little bit more of a voluptuous face and body than I think a lot of women at that time did. Well, it was like she, she I mean she Marilyn, was she was I, like bigger though. There was like a you're so right in terms of the Anna Nicole like she's just like two sizes bigger than the, the Taws rest are of like them. bigger yeah. than Marilyn. Yeah. yeah. The Taws are bigger and the waist is a little bigger and the hips are a little bigger. Everything's just sort of like a little bit bigger. I mean, Marilyn a little was, Texan. Marilyn was quite small. 
even though we're constantly being like, she was a 12. She was right. a 12. I swear to God, she was a fucking 12. I know, article yeah. finally yeah, yeah, 29. Yeah. Yeah, being yeah. like, did you know Marilyn Monroe was actually a size 8, which is actually a size 14 now, which yeah. actually was a size 60 yeah. in 1999. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But because Red. of great inflation, beauty standards have made us think she was tiny. She was not. She was not. She was a fat cow. She like, was yeah, a cow, no. and that is a slur. Yeah. But she was fat. Yeah. And it's this, like, I mean, I think it also, this memoir follows a lot that are like, and Bouncy, this fat little pig of a boy, shoved his tongue down my mouth, and then he was run over by a tractor later that day. And that really affected her when that boy was run over by the tractor. And, like, the thing is, before we get into the boy on the tractor, there is, like... Yeah, it's like this is a complicated book because the prologue is like the best thing that's ever been written. It's so juicy. It's so profoundly confident. The rest of the book is really intense, but the prologue is so fab. So she had this career of like making like what would be millions of dollars now. Right. She was making what, 10,000 a week? A week, which now is like. Honey. Uh, no, I mean, if I was Hi, making right. 10000 a week. I, mean, I know. And 10000 in 1949, that's like yeah. 100000 freaking dollars or some shit. And she says, which is like, again, you never know when the star's going to fall. She was like, the craziest thing I did once was I bought a cameraman a house. Yeah. So, I, well, but, she she implies that she lost all the money because she was too nice. That she was just like, if I got a ring or a beautiful watch, I would give it to someone who needed it more. I bought the cameraman the house. Like, and well, I, I think yeah. maybe it's she a, maybe is, is revisioning a little bit. A little bit. I, I imagine sure. that she spent that. a lot of money on booze and liquor and but the, but cars do, and furs do. and partying and. And she also mentions Coke. very very casually that she never had a bank account. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's also that whole aspect. Well, of I'm sure. <laughs> Like, it's also there's... hard to get a bank account in those <laughs> days. No, I mean, the, the crisis of the unbanked in the 40s <laughs> yeah. was quite I mean, intense. after the Great Depression, they didn't freaking trust the things. Yeah. Right, you're <laughs> walking up, you're like, oh, here's all my money. She's I'm... like, I'm going to have my money in minks. In minks. I'm going to go so my dollars in the in the, in the the linings of mink stoves. I couldn't. I was shocked at... um. She's very into psychotherapy, very into psychoanalysis. Oh, Dr. Blunt? She goes to Dr. Bunt for quite Bunt. some time. <laughs> Dr. Bunt. And um, Dr. Bunt was $25 a session. That Which struck is... me as an astronomical sum. And, no, 100%. I felt the exact same way. I was like, 25, is that... Because this is back when a movie is like 25 20 cents. cents. Five cents, even. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's that. get real. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You know, you're you're going into that ten thousand dollar a week salary and you're not you're not there's no savings account, there's no investment, there's no appreciation, whatever that's called interest, you know. Also, me. her being into rose, let's yeah, talk about was, that was, for a second. She is deeply into rose. Yeah. So it's like she Which, is being original, like original. Texas cavalier yeah. girl boss. She is. She is sort of a <laughs> cavalier <laughs> girl boss. The original Texas girl boss. Um all right, if I may just read a quote here, just to like Please. start to set the scene a bit. Um, so what does a gorgeous young girl do when she's broke? Well, I got married a couple more times. Four, to be exact. They didn't work. Husbands wanted my body and not me. Anyway, that's the way it seemed. I don't know why they married me. I traveled a little. I liked Mexico the best. The people were simple. Life was uncomplicated. It's not like in America where they kiss you on the cheek with a greeting. There, they bust you on the lips so that your teeth rattle. The people were sincere. A man will say, will you go to bed with me? He won't beat around the bush. Okay. And it's like, she's just gone from being like, what did I do? I got married. I moved to Mexico. Yeah, Men yeah, yeah. sleep with you. It's like, <laughs> she's always going all over the place and then be like, but back to my marriage with Franchot. <laughs> yeah, but, but, and, I, and, I, and I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm starting to see maybe why your career did falter because you're all, you're always losing the plot a little bit. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, I was just filleting his fish day in, day out thinking, is this the life? Maybe I should go back and act. And it's like, so yes. she's like, oh, Mexico's where you go to fuck. But I wanted to ask you about that part when she talks about how she knew the end of her marriage in Mexico was there was a storm and oh, she that was w- such a beautiful part and he's her husband's kind of going around trying to tape the windows or whatever and she's just like I lay on him. top of me and penetrate me yes. and hug me and kiss, kiss me, me and tell me and he won't do it because she feels like the sheer force of the natural disaster she'll like bring yeah. them together and he doesn't do it and then he's just like how are you at the end and she's like and that's when it was over because because she claims that he saw the true her yes. in that moment. And Which that, I think she saw the true him. Yeah. But I feel like he's... He, because then it was like after the storm when she was in Mexico, she was in Mexico leaving her like fading 
you know, acting career behind in Mexico, married a Mexican man, was fishing barefoot in jeans, the the highlight of her life. Yeah. And then she uh. goes, apparently this storm had killed like the majority of the town. And he oh. was, I think he was being Checking like, for townspeople and she was like, fuck me. No, exactly. Okay. And, I think, I and I think he sort of in that moment saw that she was so into destruction, that right. she was uh, so yeah. attracted to chaos and he was sort of like, weird. And he was <laughs> yeah, sort of like, I'm not into like, she, My cousin's was, dying. Yeah, exactly. She was sort of exactly. trying to pass it off as like, it's the end of the world. Like, if you can't fuck me now, when can you? Yeah. But he was actually being like, no, what it is is that you're horny for, yeah, and we have to keep surviving. For mayhem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and and I want to build and you want to destroy. Exactly. She's such an iconic, chaotic femme, like, defining, storming out. Yeah, I mean, every scene, she's always just like, darling... I mean, because yeah, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that she had said, fuck me. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but there is this interesting thing with this book where it's like, it's written so in her voice. Like, right, she's so you're being all hero. Team Barbara. You're being Team Barbara, but then you're thinking like, Oh, I know this girl. Like she's a nightmare, but yeah. like, but like it's. But at the same time, you're like, but maybe there is this like glimmer of hope in every page where it's like maybe it was as crazy. Like maybe they didn't understand her. Like there is this bizarre like, but I also, kindness to her that I do think was like real. Also, here's an example saying that she's very kind. But I, I, I agree because she has an interest in everyone. Yeah, you know, and I think like one one thing that Tina Brown said that I always think about is you you can teach someone how to write structure, but you can't teach them what to notice. Mm. And I mm. think that's so true. And when I read this book, I see her noticing the little fat boy. I see her noticing the horny other little fat boy. Totally. Like I see totally. her noticing, totally. you know, the, freak the, and the drunks and, the, and the, yeah. you know, and the freaks and the poors. And you know, she has an eye for the downtrodden that it that that is not. Um, feigned. It's like it's too. It's too deep. It's, Can I read my favorite hundred um, percent observation? Should I about lesbians? Yeah, it's this whole thing is insane. So she has this whole thing where she's like she where it's like no one else is writing about this. This is pre Stone Butch Blues where she's yeah. like it's one thing for two girlies to like hook up and we'd be like two tragic femmes, but then she's like, but I never hooked up with like a real butch. butch yeah. yeah. Um, and then she and she's writing about it so casually, and I—it's yeah. just this window into a world. I am not like, ashamed. I'm not ashamed. She is not, not ashamed. ashamed. And so, like, obviously, everyone knew these terms, butch and femme, and they right. were like talking about butch dykes and like faggots, yes. and like it wasn't some big secret. No, it wasn't like oh, we had to wait until like you know the women's no. movement of the '70s to learn these terms. Well, like, what you also realize before you go into the thing is that it's so much of the scandal is that you realize that Hollywood didn't care about anything. It was yes. about getting out to, like, the South and the Midwest. Right. It was like, everyone knew that so-and-so was gay. It's just, don't yes. be public about it because the papers and then the movies. Like, right. it's like, right. it's but everyone in Hollywood was... Or even just general straight sex. Totally. Yeah. 100%. It was Having just, an affairs. But it was the, only yeah. about selling tickets in the South and the Midwest and, like, more conservative places. Yeah. And, like, that's also sort of what this book is about is, like, how she maneuvered her chaotic energy in maybe not a successful <laughs> way, yeah. but was... But she does sort of describe the studio system and the press machine in a very cool way. But anyway, go for the lesbians. Well, and just before lesbians, it's yeah. like it's also of like nothing's changed. Like this whole book is so Harvey Weinstein. It's so nothing's changed. And it's like that's Except a- for the real estate prices. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always shocked where you're like, oh, in olden times, like they didn't talk like this. Or in olden times, like they didn't do these things. And it's like, no, she's like calling all these hot girlies and like putting them in hotel rooms and then sending like like male producers she knows there and being like there's a surprise for you yeah, in room exactly. 3B and, and that's how like, she would get a part like right. there's that yeah. whole part where she was like all you have to do is send a hot girl <laughs> to a hotel and then you tell that guy that just fucked her that you want the part and it's like how does that work but it does there's all yeah there's it's so like, many it's like she is when she, when she, she goes galaining and she, when she's galaining the herself yeah. like, galaining the house down boots <laughs> yeah, she sure. goes and fucks the writer of that oh, script yes. to try and get the role he's like because he can campaign to the director and she's like sent all these photos of herself like looking like Betty Davis to the director or whatever and he's they're all kind of ignoring them because it was kind of a reprise of this old Betty Davis role then she's like you know what I'm going to have to pull out the big guns. The big guns. I'm going to have to go 
fuck the writer. Yeah. This, and we, yeah. All, we can yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, how attractive yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Named yeah. Joe. It's yeah. like, oh my fucking God. But that he couldn't even get her the role. And it was that moment I think she actually decided to go to Mexico. Anyway, go okay, back lesbians. So, to lesbians. So lesbians. So first, I mean, we talked about this. I love how Barbara Payton were being on this episode. I and know. Just like, but first, darling. <laughs> okay. I know. Well, I'll get to we, talk, we talk a lot about on this podcast. You know, just lesbian pimp disease, right? And I feel like she oh describes that butch, yeah, who's been such a leaning against who is like this like leaning, double-breasted suit Mm, executive. She didn't waste any time, so she finally. This is her first hookup with a butch, yeah. Which is also, I feel like, first like very original of her. Like, not a lot of queer texts happen where it's like, yeah, this is it. She knows it is a different gender. She didn't waste any time. She was like a man, but a wolf man. The minute I got into that place, she got the clothes off me, and five minutes later, I was on the bed, a victim of her unnatural desires, which ranged from a kiss on the lips to perversions I had never even heard about, mm-hmm. let alone experience. And what when, she, think, when she was exhausted after several hours, I was bruised and beaten and hurt all over. Yeah. So total so surface she, top. Was yeah. she fisted? It sounds like she was just like fisted and fucked, fucked and turned. And, yeah. and then I'm just going to skip. So then it's insane. This butch locks her in apartment. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And says, don't you dare leave. <laughs> scary. Absolutely scary. <laughs> but hot. Yeah. Hot. And then later she goes, what I also found out much later is that dykes and butches are usually behind their masculine looks. Yes. Shy and frightened. Yes. And seldom cruel. But- they need a femme. And when they get one, they are as gracious and considerate as a man on the make. The, the t- difference is is a man loses some of his thoughtfulness after he scores while a dyke never does. Yes. Yes. I know. That I was, was like chills. chills. And chills. I'm literally I was chills. like, okay, modern, yeah. like, <laughs> the accuracy. like, queer the accuracy. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Doing so much theory. That's yeah. the other thing there's, about this yes. book. There's so this cut this go. You never have to read a theory book again because she's just saying it in a sentence. Let's go. Boom. Yes. It it and it's between so much psychedelia and going back and forth, and you don't really know what's going on. And then she goes with these sentences that cut yes. your penises off. No, it's like, no, I it's mean, insane. No, the way that she diagnoses desire and exactly, fear yes. and what is at the root of our anxiety in an instant and so confidently, right? She's not saying. It's like, you know, oh, I've noticed that she's dykes not are beating around I, the bush. I, I think that dykes are it's like it's dykes it's, are like this. Yes. Dykes like, do yes. this, period. And it's like that is so true. It's like, yeah, one, that is why it's like I feel like dykes are like <laughs> 
personally myself, you're like, I have to be this huge man. Mm. And then, yeah, but of course, since you've done so much work to do that, you are like shy on the inside and then are like, I, you know. I love all the scenes where she is, um, where she's describing uh, some interactions she had with the man and she's really, really zeroing in on his attraction and the power that she has over him. The first time that she realizes she has this power over men is the kitten incident. Oh, yes. Do you remember yes, this? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so there's this boy, Edward, and she wants to fish in his stream. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a crazy moment. And so he goes... My name is Edward, he offered. Will you give me a kiss if I give the whole stream to you and whatever's in it, like fish? And she goes, but I already won the stream and the fish. I was no slob and I learned fast. Maybe for a kiss I could get something I didn't have. It seemed like an easy way to get something. Well, Edward, I said sweetly, maybe you could have a kiss if you had something that I wanted. Like a kitten, for instance. I've always wanted a tiny kitten. Sure, I'll get you a kitten, he said eagerly. He sloshed into the stream to kiss me, but I was wise. The kitten first. I smiled. Get the kitten first, ladies. I don't remember anymore whether he got me the kitten or whether I even gave him the kiss, but the scene was an awakening. Yeah, I mean, she knew. She was like, that's it? Well, there is just the promise. It's the promise. It's the promise. And like, yeah, she has that confidence. I know. And like how she's born with it. Totally. And there is something so, so contemporary about her. Like the way she looked was so like literally euphoria boots where it's like she also wore like I talk about this in my show. She wore face tattoos on her face, like little hearts on her face and little devils on her <laughs> so face. So she actually like is Marilyn she Monroe is. as a chola well, t-shirt. <laughs> literally. And like she, and also, it, which is described in the book, but I forget where it was, how she got the Jimmy Cagney part was that it was a sweltering hot day. She walks into the casting office. Oh, Every yes. girl is pretending to be not hot. Yeah, they're like, not oh, sweating. I'm-, I'm not sweating. I'm not sweating. She walks into the casting office. She opens this up her iconic. skirt. She fans her crotch and she goes it's a fucking hot day and that's how she gets it and there's another girl in the room already who was like doing her audition yeah who yeah. faints on the couch because it's just like barbara payton's like fa- fanning her cootie so when i read that i was unbelievable. like right as someone with no agent here i was like why am i that's not another part yes but another part but that ask just walking into the casting room. Well, that's down. the thing is, I do you while feel I, you have that. Okay, that so this is this is an, this is an interesting thing that you do need to do all this stuff. I have only weeks ago realized that we are going to have to be staging pyrotechnics, yes, and fanning our crotch. And only, you know, a few weeks ago, I did... Because we get more forgettable by the day. No, totally. And you're going to have to go, no, I want this. Hello? You have to go, knock, knock. knock." And that is true. I don't think, again, Barbara Payment's a great example where it's like, you also then have to show up on time and be a great actress. Yeah, and there is you like can't low hand it. No, no, you no, can't no. fan the crotch and then go fish in Mexico. And I do think there's not like, at least in the no. same week. There's a rawness to her talent that I've read about. Uh, <laughs> but you I'm just so obsessed. By I know. The way, that I you've know. Never seen I know. Barbara. I was. I know. Really thinking you were going to be like, well, and, and then, then and Jesse James. Pop up. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest here. I am not ashamed. And then we go. You know, she, her. You can see in her photos even like she's obviously raw girl, raw girl. But if you see the other girls that were raw girls, one of them being Shelley Winter is my favorite actress actually of all time. Who's such a Haunted, so, but she's but no no no. Shelley Winters prevailed. She was like also, I mean, her face is haunted. Very yes. very. But what Shelley Winters, for example, was this sort of raw, you know, nerve of a talent. But she studied her craft like obsessively, and then as she like in the sixties after Lolita and a few other parts, she just decided like I just want to teach actors. I'm so over this shit, and just sat in a bar fucked everybody yes. and got fat and just and like was just Rude. like I'm out. yeah because yeah. but it's yeah. because she had she was so she was such an equipped skilled actor that she could do whatever she wanted like there is this aspect of barbara where it's like she is a cautionary tale a little bit in terms of like when your mom's like you do need a skill to fall back on like 
You know what I mean? Like, but you're saying that she maybe wasn't that good of an actress, or is she, I or think, she got far for how good no, she was. I think, but she... yes, I think she got as far as, as good she was, and I don't think because acting, mind you, is you do. I I'm not like a huge study, 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 but I do think you need a technique to fall back on. Mm. You do. A lot of her roles were film noir where she's getting like abused and shit. And I do think she was like a raw nerve. And I don't think she really could recuperate from a lot of this work. Like, Mm. I don't think she had the skill to keep chugging out the raw nervous without it's like you can't be a raw nerve on screen and then also be fucking every night and alcohol like because it feeds each other but it does need to be sort of understood as like your craft i I think you're right and i think it's like if you're say reese witherspoon and you're always playing like uptight mom characters yeah and she could use a little more Uh, you you know know, but she like she's just running her like empire business shirt line book club whatever there's like that's fine to do that 24 7 totally but if your thing is being insane like raw nerve is being like dramatic woman who's getting in fights and breaking bottles it's like you can't do that 24 7 no and And you have to find the discipline and the structure in order to be able to turn it on and off because also what happened like around 1953 she got married to joan crawford's ex franco tone okay and then there was this love affair with this like butch and she keeps, like she keeps talking about tom neal so that tom she was, she was neal. basically yeah. a public love triangle which yes. is so fabulous so fabulous but it ended in this brawl that like got franco tone like severely injured which, tom neal was like a fucking boxer brawlic dude and she talked about his body and everything yes and that like every it was so passionate it was the love of her life whatever but she left Franchotone was really respected in Hollywood and she left him basically for Tom O'Neill but there was like trials she had to go to she was so publicly the girl in the movies do you know yeah, what I mean right. yeah. and She's, that is the issue where it's like you can't be a gangster on screen and a gangster off screen in 1953 like this is a court photo it is cover. that is a court yes. photo from one of her arrests as a prostitute right it's a prostitute yeah. arrest when she that's a prostitute arrest but she was arrested many times the first time she did appear in court was in the Tom O'Neill and Franco Tone case. And that was such a huge scandal in Hollywood at the time. And like, you do need to like image make. Like, it's yeah. like, and it's yeah. like, why would there's an aspect of Barbara Payton where it's like you feel like she didn't even subtly change. Like she was just purely herself all the time, which initially got her the parts because she's so vivacious and cool and confident. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, I'm hot today. I'm sweating my balls off. But it's like, and we love that. But if it's like that all the time. Well, in the comparison to Mae West, who was playing these body characters and then was also body in real life. But I think Mae West was a little more like, she was so disciplined. Actually more Reese Witherspooned and so disciplined and was like, I'm actually working working nonstop and yes maybe I am married and, to five men but the work is well, the my other boyfriend thing, well the other thing about Mae West Mae West when she arrived in Hollywood was 40 in 1930 1929 oh so she was already going into playing the madame of the pub not only that no she had survived her reactionary 20s do you know what I mean yeah. she had survived such a large portion of her life where it's like she was going into Hollywood as a as a fully formed human being, whereas Barbara Payton she was nineteen was nineteen eighteen, yeah, and was just like okay, she this got pregnant. You know what I mean? News. Yes, no, I know, and everyone needs to know about Mae West being. 40. 40 in 1929, which okay. is 700 years this old. This has now changed I, my entire, entire life. life. Yeah. I know. And the thing about Barbara Payton is Barbara Payton is a story similar to the fact, if you think that Drew Barrymore literally was 27 when she produced Charlie's Angels, you go, how is that possible? She seemed like she was 45. And you go, because she was 18, so right. young. Yeah. It, and yeah. it's it, the thing is, is like, no one should want early fame because you get older faster, literally. Because yeah. do you know what I mean? Barbara Payton is the story of literally being old by the time you're 39. I mean, she aged quite rapidly. Yes. But it's not only just about the heavy drinking. It's about like getting into fame. Yes. Like Drew is the success and then it's like all those other Brat Pack 80 stars who were like molested and then became Christian and like Exactly. They're the Barbara Page. She She had a very interesting quote about fame where she said stardom requires faith in what it is. Yes. Do you remember this? Oh my God. Which is so you. And she's saying that if you are too smart 
right? Yes. So if you if you see the seams, if you pull back the curtain and you kind of get that, oh, maybe like um, just getting adoration from random people and getting these accolades and getting some guy who wants your autograph is actually kind of hollow. If you start to see that, then you're going to lose stardom because yes. like you're going to lose yeah. the drive to pursue it. You're going to yes. lose like all the trappings yes. of of that come with it because you're just not going to care as much and it's going to, and it's going to slip away from you and it's good. And it's going to go to someone who believes in it. You have to lie to yourself. We're probably all lying to ourselves. I mean, I mean, let's hope so. But I, I but I do think also what's so interesting is that she also like sort of characterizes this compulsion to be famous as like a disease, which I really do think is is also again pre theory like Camille Paglia who yes. like is like so major and okay so this is also in the prologue. So she like goes to Mexico. Do 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 do. My big problems were what to cook for dinner and how. (laughs) Maybe that was the life I was cut out to lead, you think? But it was inevitable that the ants in my pants (laughs) would start crawling again. I wanted to be happier than happy. And that's always a big mistake. And like, Uh, oh. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, these. she's like nuclear with her truths. No, I mean, and that's... I wanted to be happier and happier, and that's always a big mistake. I mean, like, that gets My to hair gay panic. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, that is gay yes, panic. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. It, it, it is. I want to be happier and happy. It's it's just like, because you just can't feel content, can yeah, you? Can you? You just no. can't be satisfied. You can't just be present. The other thing about it, also, this book is like, I'm not ashamed is this book where it's like, right, it could be a cautionary tale, but I argue, don't get too caught up on anything i mean the idea that she wasn't caught up i think is a lie as well that's what i'm saying but that's what i mean it's like i think that's why she was taking to the rosé and the fish a hundred percent but i do think there was moments in which she wasn't caught up that were sort of real but i do think like i do think this is like not like it is a sad book it it actually did sort of depress me when i finished it but it is a sad book but it's also like this bizarre thing of like Babe, it it comes, it goes, it goes sideways, it goes left, it goes right. Like, buckle up, buttercup. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, even though it wasn't ultimately okay for her, like, there is this aspect, I don't know, there is this, like, sort of freedom in this book that I do think it is abjectly sad and horrifying, but it also isn't. There's this other, I don't know what that is. I, I honestly think I've maybe read other. Not. I feel like we've read other memoirs where I'm trying to think of like an, you know maybe an Elizabeth Taylor who had yeah. so much tragedy, but like obviously like died richer and like more respected than yeah than her. But but you know what is dying rich? What is dying with respect? Yeah. What is dying with some sort of legacy? Is that all it's for? Because you're dead when you're dead, you know. Totally. And so the idea that oh thank God I've left behind like this incredible Wikipedia page. Is, yeah, exactly. Is, is exactly. even more depressing, totally. right? Because like the, you know. Obviously, like the classic way to look at a life like this is, well, she lived more lives than her, a little pinky than most people ever yeah, 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 ever yeah. do, you know, yeah. and their whole goddamn life. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's fabulous, and she has a lot to say, and she has a lot of great sex. And, at some points, I was getting a little bit Lena Dunham vibes yes, also from uh, her. I know, there <laughs> is, honestly. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I guess especially her I, relationship with sex, honestly. That, yeah, which the, is the sex part yeah, was yeah. a little Lena. What I appreciate is the honesty, obviously. I... I wonder if there, when when she's talking about desire, she's talking about the things that make her happy, the moments when she was most happy. Like you said, your hair fell out. It's like, I, I felt like that is yeah, so accurate, that's right? That's so accurate. And I felt the same thing for myself. I was like, well, of course, that the happiest times in my life have been these moments when I felt incredibly desired. Right. Yes. And 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 these moments when I felt incredibly successful, like at the top of the world, everybody wanted a piece of me. And and I wonder. I guess I like. It's better to be honest about that than to lie. Of course, right? Yes. For your own sanity. But I also wonder: is that all there is? You know what I mean? Because then you. Is there something else? Is there this contentment? You know, she was never truly happy on the beach in Mexico, or was she? Well, There's more time. To can we talk think. about her strategy of like to come off as like woke and like fuck with the studio system by bringing a black guy, and oh, then he's like, yes. "Don't use me." 
Oh, wait, oh yeah. This okay, oh, this oh, was like this such a modern stunning, like white girl yeah, tale. Is very so white she's girl. like wants to give it to the studio system. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I love like black guys, and so like she brings this guy, and like if the studio system like freaks out, and they're like, no black people allowed at this studio party, and then of course they get back to her apartment. She's like, fuck me, um, <laughs> right? And, then, and he's as like, she um, does. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, um, I actually prefer you don't use me to like get aroused, uh, like. Out of the studio. After Mr. MGM. And she's like, oh, fine. And then she's like, learning moment. I got it. Yeah. But then she also then in the end finds out that the head of MGM was having sex with her black maid. Right. Who, no, but sends, who she gave a photo to. Yeah, and then she takes pic- nude pictures of, of the maid, maid and gives it to the studio head. And be like, ding dong, I know you're <laughs> a liar. And like, she goes, like, here's a little photo yeah, for yeah. you. And the strategy is insane. So yeah, and it's like, she's taking out F-stop color, you know, it's like she's doing full photo class. And there is, there, there is aspects where it's like, Barbara, are these good strategies? Or are people <laughs> yeah, but... just terrified of you? Like her strategy sometimes of like, girl, where are you getting, getting this? But when she figured out that like the Shah of Iran had oh, like actually been weird. fucking this young starlet, baby, like a baby star, a baby starlet, yeah. and like and but actually because the new star in the movie that she'd been passed over for was this aging old woman who then later got photographed with the Shah in the water, but the photos were from very far away and you couldn't see what was <laughs> yeah, happening. Exactly. And she realized it was actually the young starlet, and this yes. was all a cover because the studio found out. And so they gave the reporter a false story to plant. Right. And, and so, so then the old the old actress got the part because she was hired to and do so, that. It and then when like, she like yo. reveals it and she's like sort of saunters into the MGM office. It's always MGM also when <laughs> yeah, we're talking about I, this. Even though it's <laughs> fully it's never MGM. MGM. <laughs> she's fully like only at RKO, but that's okay. And she wanted to the <laughs> Fact MGM. Check, uh, it was actually RKO. It was actually RKO. Which is actually, um, and James Cagney was actually owned by Warner Brothers. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and then she's like revealing that she knows the the tea and she's being like well 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 my 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 how a show girl does get around (laughs) doesn't she be a shame for her to take a boat ride (laughs) wouldn't it and then the head of MGM is like doing and he goes you knew (laughs) and and then and but and then period she doesn't get get the part but she's like and there it works darling and and then she's like and I'm a detective it's like Anyway, she's a mastermind, really. Yeah, um, but who knows where it's all going. I'm going to do the same thing yeah. to, like, the executive producer of Euphoria, and I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pimp out some, you yes. know, some boy and send yes. him actually to Florida to then to Milan yes. and then take a secret video. I don't get a role. And I'm like, see? <laughs> see, I did that. <laughs> it worked. Celebrity Book Club. This week on the VIP Lounge, we have Ruby McAllister dishing some nasty dirt about Hollywood and that full episode and an episode just like it will be out every week. And best of all, if you subscribe on Patreon, you can hear our podcast with no ads. Here's a clip from this week's show. You know, I dismissed Marianne Williamson in the presidential election. Completely, oh, crassly, crassly. I, uh, oh, I knew she uh, was on to something. No, and and I'm so mad at myself Oof. that I betrayed myself, mm. who I am, wow. and said, oh, Marianne, well, what was the fuck was I talking about? Oh, let me guess. You were trying to impress a Bernie bro. Probably. Yeah. Subscribe on patreon.com slash cbcthepod to get more content like that every single week for only $5 a month. The segment, segment studio system. system. What does she, she eat? What, what does is, she wear? How does she live? How does she live? <laughs> what does she eat? She loves clams, darling. <laughs> and wine. Oh, it's rosé ra- and clams. Yeah, it's giving rosé and clams. Yeah. And also oranges. She mentions oranges a lot. Cara, cara oranges. <laughs> it's very much. Well, it's very like you know, crazy <laughs> grandmother sending you a box of oranges. <laughs> totally. Did you get my oranges, yeah, yeah, darling? Yeah, 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 you know what's cool is there wasn't as much food back then. There wasn't. <laughs> Barbara Payton's very, she's very from Texas. She's very much like cow, cow, orange. You know, she's, and and, and we respect that. Classic Texas cow, orange. orange. What do I eat? Cow, Cow, orange. orange. Why? Exactly. A clam if I'm in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. A clam if I'm in Mexico. What does she wear? I mean, a mink. That was given to her. Yeah. I, I guess it, to me, she's like, isn't she like going out in a slip dress? Like, she, she, she kind of invented the slip dress. Yeah, she did. I feel like she was like it's sort slip of. slip and mink. Yeah, like a slip and mink. And she, again, 
really literally did do stickers on her face. That's iconic. Unbelievable. It's so I, no, crazy. And I think today, it, like, it literally it is crazy in New Party. She like, would have gotten like a snake bite piercing. Like a hundred no, if she knew. Marilyn yeah. piercing, snake bite piercing, like But instead, like she literally found stickers that were shaped as horned devils. Like you know that Gucci which is Chateau like, Marmont collab where it's like not horned devils dancing. Like she got that on her face. Which is you as think a sticker. rockabilly flame <laughs> belts are like, oh, the nineties, eighties doing the 50s but you're like wait so devil stuff was also just around you could get devil stickers and yeah devil it was just a, yeah. was she and doing cherries she had she yeah. was sort of doing cherries <laughs> she was doing cherries devil flames it was she, I mean she was yeah. she was sort of a renegade style and even like even when she got arrested for prostitution her she has like this amazing cardigan on and this bathing suit underneath and gold slippers on and just like, so American Apparel to yeah. be wearing like a bathing suit <laughs> with, this, with a sweater <laughs> with a sweater yeah. long cardigan oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so I do actually think she it's, had style she had style and she she had like classic I mean e-girl like, yes she did sleepy sexy girl and it is I mean obviously the Lana Del Rey but also a little more like 90s Courtney Love with totally. the slip totally and burning her hair on a cigarette but, or whatever you know um how did she live how did she live well she lived well for some time and, and then in squalor I mean she was like so at the end and beginning throughout the book she's like yeah so rats are crawling all over me right now <laughs> yeah it's crazy and what happened was that this guy from Double Day Press like met her at a bar and was like I, can I just record you talking and, and that's in how her the memoir well, see, yeah, yeah. The, the line I'll read the line on please, the back of the book. today right now I live in a rat roach parentheses they're friends infested apartment with not a bean to my name and I drink too much rosé wine <laughs> not a bean not rat a roach bean. they're not friends how fab is that yeah. they're friends they're friends <laughs> they're absolute friends no and yeah so how did she live she lived she lived High, she lived low, she I lived sideways. She lived, I think, and I think she kind of was also very mattress on the floor. Yeah, she I was, was so mattress. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because that goes to slip and make. You know, it's girl mattress on the floor with you know Chanel on the ground for cover, sure. A rat is sleeping, and in the she Chanel. also is like mentioning a lot in the book that she's writing poetry, so she's very journal too. Oh, she's yeah. definitely like journal, notebook girl. Journal by bedside table. I think when yeah. she was living with um, Franchot. Don yeah, I yeah. think that they were living in like a classic, like almost. I'm just picturing the house my my father grew up in in yeah, Westchester, Los what Angeles. Is it? What is it? Just super mid century, like small, like low mm. house. Uh, yeah, definitely one yes. story house. One story house, yeah. like long, low couch, definitely. like all the all the dark wood, like furniture, and sort of like those doors that are half doors. That a lot of half, half doors <laughs> and like circle saloon, cutouts. Maybe. With, yeah, like, there's the, a saloon aspect to it. Oh, I see. So There's an next. upright piano that doesn't get played. Yeah. Two weeks before she dies at her parents' house in, in this mid-century San Diego ranch, she wrecks her father's Cadillac. Wow. And you know I crashed my you crashed grandmother's your Volvo after she died. And you're still with us. So and we you crash passed... our car into the bridge and I don't care, you know. There's this sort of an epitome. It, it, there is sort of like an e-girl aspect of Barbara Payton that is major. No, I, I feel think... like she has a type in every decade. True. Because like 90s, the Courtney Love, 80s, you know, it's a little Madonna. Or it's very like Sean Young. I think Madonna it's very is like... too controlled. No, 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 not Madonna. Girl, A girl who idolizes Madonna. And like wears the slip and the cross, but is like tragic. I mean, it's more what I'm thinking of. Maybe. Well, should we say? I mean, let's get. Who are you in the book? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I was reading this and I was like, okay, this is Ruby. I know, but I, not the lifestyle. It's like the the way it talks and talking about fame and the thing. theories. But yeah. like, you're actually, I would say, a little bit of a good girl. Yeah, I'm, you I am are. Sort you're of a good girl. girl. Yeah. I'm a good girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, yeah I'm the mom friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the mom friend. And, but this is the thing like that has plagued me my whole life, which you can get into when you come to my one-woman show at Joe's Poob <laughs> on August 19th, is that, you know, I seem like, it's like, why do I relate so much to this prostitute, alcoholic? Like, why? 
it's like I've I've always uh, only related to women like this, and yet I'm not like well, this I, well, because obviously. I don't think you could relate that hard if you were like them. Really? I it's but it's my because whole be, life because since be, I was a child. Be, no, because it's you so would be, fun. You'd be yes. too busy. You'd be too busy in the goddamn gutter, darling. You know what I mean? I but guess. you you too busy taking the slip on. You and have off to time like, to be a little be more ghost world and yeah. watching the old movies and taking know, out the old true. books. It's true. It's true. But taking it's, out the old. But my question is: it's the High, the low, the struggle, the the confidence, the the retrospection. You know why I think is you that take me? Pieces. You know you take pieces. that. W- my question is: I brought you this book because why? Why? God why? damn it! Why? I mean, wow. I have my skin. I I pay yeah. my rent on time. You know, you I know what I, I mean? don't. What it? What is it about these women? That you relate to yeah, so, so deeply. Is it when, the because, word because, relate? Well, because what you're, well, you're really? saying is that you know, really, is what desire? you are is you are the Reese. That you are together. Yeah. You I'm are, not the Reese. What is it? Reese is I don't. I'm right? not Reese, and so, I'm not Barbara. The, but where am I? Winona. This is something I talk about in my show as well. Is I've tried so hard to become a drug addict, to stay up late, darling. I can't <laughs> stay up late. My body goes, nope. There's something. Yeah. There's a will larger than myself that goes, no, you well, so don't. So what it is? It's the and will what to not. Is that? It's the will to not destroy. And I certainly, yes. you know, I, which you don't choose. That's what I'm saying. Mm, I consciously, I agree, my brain I I wants agree. to yes. destroy. I want to detonate the bomb. But there's something larger than me that goes darling you need you are so tired go to bed you're more Betty Davis yes I mean ultimately yes in the book I'm in saying the book. and you Stephen because I think it's like Betty Davis ha- only had a boring or life like I feel like I she have, was yeah. a little more just like there's so much drama and she played these crazy roles. She loves the drama and yet. And yet, I think she was going to bed. She was definitely going to bed. reading her scripts. And she wasn't like fucking and sucking. That was the whole thing about Betty Davis too. Whereas Joan Crawford sort of was. Was more fucking and sucking. But, you know, it's like there is, there is, there. what I'm, I'm not ashamed also is weirdly what I'm talking about is like there is sometimes a power greater than yourself pushing you to the docks of Mexico. Okay, I just wanted to say, I did notice a gay guy, maybe. Okay, Um, let's hear. She goes, it's like a friend of mine once told me. He was working in Macy's department store for $18 a week, and two weeks after that, he was getting $125 as a week as a publicist at Warner Studio, where one day he was putting cold compresses on Betty Davis's head. And I was just like, from Macy's to a publicist who's putting... Cold conferences and Betty Davis. That is a gay, gay, gay. gay. That's a gay, gay, That's gay, a gay, gay. gay job. That's a gay, guy job. <laughs> I don't think I'm the butch who like locked her. You definitely are. No, I'm not. You wish. No. Um, I would say a little. You're the butch who's like losing her keys. <laughs> you want to lock <laughs> yeah, someone in the yeah. apartment? <laughs> I think. I think there's a. I mean, even though she's not a butch, there is. There look. is. There is. Um, a character. It's like a sort of a closeted um, starlet who oh, who, yes. who undresses in front of her, and then they have a passionate love affair. That innocence, I feel okay, like, you thank know, you. absolutely, <laughs> just sort of like innocent. That person wasn't being innocent. She was. Being... She was. She was being like, "I uh, here I am, Barbara." That vulnerability. Um, I'm, okay, you're right. The yes. vulnerability. Innocent as the day you were born. Yeah, vulnerable as the day you right, were born. Right, the same thing. I want to be a badass, but, you know. Yeah, we're just, we are who we are. And I think in that moment, that closet lesbian, lesbian you know, actress was saying, Barbara, uh, Hello. I can't stay up, but I can get naked. You know, right and, now. And that, exactly, exactly. I give this book four out of five major studios. Mm. Yeah, I give this book... Um, Four point one, yeah, yeah, clams in Mexico, <laughs> and I give this book honestly. I'm gonna say a four point five. It's it's really yeah. lovely. It's Out a little, of, it's, yeah. it's a little random. That's it's yes. a little psycho. Yes, it's a little psycho. It's a little scattered. If you're scattered. kind of going back and being yeah. like, hold on, which hold husband? On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, but it's, then she is scattered. So it's she's like... scattered. But it, it's a nice read. It's a nice length. It's a gorgeous book. I give it four out of five. Uh, uh, casting couches. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, well, darling well, Ruby, thank you so much. This has been such, such a, a joy. And again, thank you your so thank much. Thank you for being vulnerable and thank, thank you for thank not you. Being, being ashamed. And yeah, being I'm present. not ashamed. You're not present. ashamed. And you're not ashamed to tell us when your Joe's Pub Show is again. <laughs> it is on August 19th at 9 
p.m. Wow, and that's in New York City? That's in New York City. Downtown. Downtown. Manhattan. Darling, if you're not in New York, I want you to go down to your local Greyhound (laughs) Depot, and I want you to get a ticket. It probably doesn't cost more than 75 cents. It'll take you all the way to Manhattan. Get on a bus. Have an adventure, darlings. For For once once. in your goddamn life. In your life. Okay, well, everyone, dolls. Best. Best. Thank you. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. This show is produced by Benjamin Frisch with editorial support from Leon Nathoth and Andrew Parsons plus Arlene Arrivlo (laughs) and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Our intern, Noah John. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. And don't forget to go to the Patreon.com for access for the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Wow. 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 Iconic. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.